Hey everybody, Economic Ninja here. We're gonna be talking about lumber today, uh, but first, before we get started, I wanna talk about the fact that my hair looks like Bam Bam from Flintstones. Ninja needs a haircut. No, seriously though, we're gonna talk about lumber futures and some possible reasons why it's heading up uh, in the short term, what I see coming for the future of lumber futures, all right? So without further ado, let's just get right into it. So I'm getting a lot of comments from people about lumber. Lumber has been creeping up. We're sitting right now at about right underneath $800 for a thousand board feet of lumber. Uh, again, we're talking um, lumber futures. So that is causing the prices of lumber to increase around the country right now. Now that's obviously a far cry from the over, you know, $1,600 uh, where it was sitting, well, in the springtime, and you guys know that in the springtime, um, when it was running up that price, said, don't worry, it's gonna collapse, and it'll probably happen in July, which it did, the price of futures. And then by August, we were seeing the prices of the physical lumber in the stores uh, falling dramatically, right? And I said it was going to be, and I did this in the spring, I said that it was gonna fall because people would care more about the food that they're trying to put on the table and the cost of fuel by the end of summer. And that, rain true. Well, I did also say, now don't discount a dead cat bounce because of a, uh, a pent up demand in, in projects. People around the country wanting to build decks, room additions, fences, all of that kind of stuff, but they were waiting for the price to drop. So I said, there is probably more than likely going to be a dead cat bounce, um, and which I believe is happening right now because people were waiting. They want to get out and they want to do things. So um, there's a couple different ways that this can go. So let me grab my notes right here. Um, so a couple things. So there is a, a pent up demand for the building, like I said, um, not necessarily building of homes because a lot of companies like Lennar and Toll Brothers kept building homes uh, because when you have these large swaths of homes, you can't just like go turn off the switch and go, well, we're not going to build this month because Lumber got expensive because we've got shareholders to answer to and we've already got deposits on homes. So uh, the big boys, they didn't stop building. Smaller con contractors that were building uh, projects for themselves, they had the ability to stop. A lot of them could say, hey, uh, let's wait until this stopped. Um, but by and large, home builders did not stop building. Uh, the pent up demand is, is in the retail, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the people like you and me that are wanting to build uh, projects around the house. Uh, there's a couple different reasons why this can go up here even higher in the near future. So first, let's start with um, the producers and what's going on with them. So right now, uh, you know, mills are running uh, at a certain capacity, and they have the ability to slow their capacity or to enlarge their capacity to you know, whatever they're able to do. Like the, Everyone has a max, right? They only have so many saws, they only have so many trucks, yada, yada. Um, but what is happening with the producers right now is they're being hit with high fuel prices amongst other uh, prices that are higher today than they were a year ago, okay? So that is one reason why the price is going up, okay? It's very cut and dry, very simple. So to understand the costs that are associated with getting the tree through the milling process to your, uh, your local home do-it center is costing more, okay? High fuel prices. There's also an issue with employment still. I'm not saying that they're lacking employees, but the facts are because of the environment we're in where employees are getting more just to show up, that trickles through from the, the bottom ranks 
to the highest uh, uh, paid employees, but it takes some time and I'll explain why. My wife was a teacher, worked in the school system. Uh, she was a paraeducator, so she wasn't a full-blown teacher. She did. Um, she was an, an aide. She helped with uh, children. Children in you know she floated around from from classroom to classroom. And at a certain point, she says, "Holy cow! You know, I've been working at this school for six or seven years. I am now getting paid less." somebody that works at a fast food restaurant because of the employment crisis. Well, what happens is as that goes longer and longer, um, uh, people in that career field start to go to their supervisor and go, hey, well, what about us? You know, they're, they're, you know, I could, and, and, and my wife was seeing it at her school. Some people uh, were working part-time at the school and then they said, you know, the heck with this, I'm gonna go work over here. I'm literally making more per hour in whatever job they're doing and they, they left the school. And so now the school's having a very hard time uh, hiring people. They can't even put out a job opening because what does it matter? Uh, we pay less than the, the fast food joint down the street. And so why would anybody come and apply? And eventually they're gonna have to raise their prices. So that's happening in the lumber industry as well. Um, the, you know, your laborers uh, start going, hey, look, you know, how much am I making in comparison to people, other jobs around that are having a hard time filling spots? I might as well go over there. So amongst, you know, between employment and uh, the cost of, of fuel, you start seeing uh, uh, those price uh, rises being passed on to the consumer. Now, the other reason, and I'll end on this one, and this is the scary one if you made it this far. In, the, in June, I talked about the dollar whippet theory, and I said that we were gonna go from uh, inflation, and I'm just briefly going over it, to deflation, which is gonna cause hyperinflation because of the way the Federal Reserve is gonna do a knee-jerk reaction. And not just the Federal Reserve, but uh, federal banks, uh, uh, central banks all around the world are gonna do this. Um, I do believe there's going to be a time of, of hyperinflation, which will be transitory. I'm, I'm not going to joke around about that. That will be transitory because it will happen in certain uh, aspects of the economy. I believe that in, uh, lumber has the, op, the ability to hyperinflate to a certain extent, but you have to remember when it comes to lumber, it's not a necessity. Growth and building is not a necessity during a market collapse and a hyperinflationary period. Uh, you know, you can only uh, build so many homes and charge so much until people go, I don't have that much money. I don't make that much per year. I can't afford the house. And then that stops, okay? So the ability to watch lumber start to rise again, we've already seen the, the reality of what people will pay in a panic. And if it starts to really rise again out of control, I do believe it could hit the levels that it hit last time. Um, do I think you know, if you had to give me an odds, honestly, it's 50-50 because the markets are so irrational now. We are literally dealing with uh, uh, Alan Greenspan's term, irrational exuberance, uh, like he spoke about about six months before the dot-com crash happened. So uh, with that being said, I thank you guys for watching. We wanted to explain uh, where I thought the lumber was going. Thanks for all the new subscribers. Hashtag uh, lumber in this one if you could for me. I'd really appreciate it. The Economic Ninja is out.